ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 109 of Speak On It. I am your host, Danny Ocean. As always, joined by the smoothest man. I see those turntables in the back. Losty Mix, how are you this evening? My brother, as 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 you already know, when you see the fro, it's got to be the bro himself, oh. Losty Mix. As always, it is a pleasure and an honor to be here with you. Another Tuesday, we get to spend it together. Pause. That's we okay. You don't. You can. You can unpause on that one. That came from you the right. heart. That's I appreciate resume. that. Resume. We yeah. can spend it another another Tuesday doing what we do best, and that is speaking on some things. Back at it for episode one hundred and nine. I do have the turntables here. You heard me when I got on here. I've been. I've been practicing. I can't say that I'm good, but I can't say that I'm bad either. I'm still just trying to figure out some things. Here and there, I might, I might, I might just play some things. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like one week we should just have you come on in DJ session. I know we're going to, we're probably going to get hit with some copyright stuff, but you know, I think that people would enjoy that. We might see what we can do as long as we, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do it in a way that doesn't get get folks flagged or anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, as always, the show is brought to you by goingfor2.com. Head over to goingfor2.com for all your fantasy needs. Training camps are officially underway. Fantasy drafts are right, right around the corner. Again, goingfor2.com, all your fantasy needs. D, it is going to be a great evening. Before we get started, I do want to apologize for those who are on the live journey. We are a little behind tonight. That is my fault. I had to take care of some stuff. My wife had some car issues, took care of it. She's good to go. We're still going to have a lot of fun tonight. We're going to continue our uh, divisional preview. We do this every year, eight weeks before kickoff. We go through each division, kind of give our thoughts on it. Tonight, we're in the NFC West. We're going to talk some basketball. We're going to talk some headlines from the league. People gambling, can't get out of their own way. We're going to do some big deal or no deal. Mbappe got the deal of a lifetime. And I feel like we're going to spend a lot of time on that. I don't know about you, but yeah, man. Yeah. I kind of want to start there, but we can we don't have to. It's just dog, that blood money. It looked real good. That Saudi why, blood money. Okay, but why got to be why got to be blood money? I mean, we know. The people no, know. You don't know. See, this is this 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 new age thing that we do in 2023 where we just assume we're, we don't know. Now okay. now of course, there's some Twitter nerd out here who's probably put a string of his own conspiracies together based on some Wikipedia facts and him taking he or or they taking some advanced history courses back in their day. So of course, there's room for that. But I'm I'm not here for that. You don't know it's blood money. They are business. They make they are business kings. Here's here's what I'll say. If there's anyone out here willing to front a billion dollars for one human being to come play from them, I can say with 98% assurance that that billion is not clean money. So I'm glad we're used. I'm glad we're starting the show out with this because it's clear that we just needed to let you start this show and get your hate out. No, it's not hate. Listen, nah, this is listen, hate. This listen is hate. let me tell you something. I don't How care if the money dripping with blood. Anti Mbappe and I'm not. I, and, hey, and, and, and listen. Some would say they both is making blood money. Listen. So what was we talking about here? I never said that I wouldn't take the money, and I hope Mbappe does. You know I love seeing black folk get paid. Hey man, 
it's I think it's seven hundred and seventy six million. The other part would be his transfer fee, but it, overall it'd be a billion for him to play one year, dog, one year of work. And I can get seven hundred and seventy six million. I don't care where the money came from. Sign Are you taking up. the deal? Yes or no? Hell yeah, I'm taking. What we? All right. So all this blood money. You just talking. You was just. Yeah, I'm just. Talking. Yeah, yeah. Abs- I'm just talking. You, you, you like them folk on the internet. Just, just be talking, complaining, mad that Elon Musk is changing it from Twitter to just X to a porn site, dog. Yo, what is that? Where y'all's mind is? Listen. Look at the logo. Tell me that doesn't look like the kind of site you used to look at as a kid. It looked like a porn logo to as me. As a kid? Mean, yeah, I mean, as a young man, not a kid. You mean this morning? No. You you speaking for yourself. You're not speaking for me on that one. Hey, shout out. To, all right. Where are we you, starting with today? You 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 watched Lena the Plug get stretched out this morning? <laughs> Absolutely not. And listen... The more the more they talk, the more uncomfortable I think that whole situation is. Yo, I can't believe he got on camera and gave a post game interview. I was like, yeah, she ain't been stretched out in a while. Oh. Hey, yeah. All right, sorry. We we listen. This is why Kanye said we need to find God. This was this is why Kanye was telling so many people to find God. Yo, did you see the the mock up for his new hoodie? Allegedly, did you see that? I saw it. Anyway, tonight, hey, tonight, where tonight, are we at, my brother? Uh, we're going to start with some headlines from around the world. The first one, we're going to start with the FIBA World Cup and in Team USA. Uh, they unveiled the roster. It's really, really, really young. D. Um, it looks like there's a changing of the guard happening, right? The LeBrons, like they're done with USA basketball. And now you got the Tyler, I mean, Tyrese Halliburton, all those guys, Jalen Brunson's on the team. It, in your opinion, are, is the United States still the bar for basketball? And are we still the country to beat internationally? Listen, I think I think we still are the, the country to beat and the team to beat. I think the gap has just shrunk exponentially um not off of talent i think more so off of experience i think some of these other other countries um that have been you know especially these european countries have getting really better and better at uh especially international basketball i think it's because of their longevity i think when you see a number of our star stars start to you know either get up there in age or maybe focus on rest and recovery for the for the nba offseason uh, I think this puts an emphasis on the younger generation of American hoopers, and um, I think I think we have a I think we have a good core. It's just you know learning to play on the international stage, learning to play with each other, learning those international rules. Mm-hmm. Um, Takes some time, but I still think we are we're out of the country to beat. Call me uh, Homer. Yeah, same here. Uh, first of all, hello Kyle, thanks for joining us. What up, uh, Kyle? Thank you. You know I got to rep my, my my one of my favorite white boys ever. What up, Jordan down. Nelson? There we go. Um, I'm with you. I think United States, that it's still the bar, but the gap has closed a lot, especially with such a young roster who, like you said, they don't, they're not used to playing international rules. Meanwhile, the field, they are used to paying. Most of the field is used to playing under FIBA rules. Listen, Jordan, I know you got some free time and a whole lot of cash. Maybe you can team up and coach the next Olympics or something. Michael Jordan would not be a good coach. We've talked about this before. Listen, I really believe that sometimes you just got to get coached by greatness to understand greatness. We've talked about this. The problem with greatness is 
they're going to say, why can't you do this the way I did this? Or why can't you do this thing that I can do? Well, because you are Michael Jordan and I am not. Like, that's what separates. Okay, you're not Michael Jordan, you Anthony Edwards. What does that mean? It means he's not Michael Jordan. That's what makes him great. There are things that he can do that no one else or very few people on this earth can do. That's what makes him great. Most greats are not great coaches. Deion Sanders seems to be the exception. I have a feeling LeBron could be a good coach, but I don't think if MJ does not look like the kind of guy who would have the patience needed to coach someone, it would be do this. That person cannot do that. And it's like, why can't you do this? And then that's where it ends. See, y'all want to give credit for MJ being the GOAT, but if he is the GOAT that y'all say he is, he should be able to coach at a GOAT level. I mean, that I would say that for any great. Like, I, I would probably go out on a limb and say Lionel Messi probably wouldn't be a good coach. Like, Lionel Messi can do things that no person on this earth can do. Maybe Ronaldo. That's it. So he goes to tell someone, hey, kick the ball like this, and it'll do this, and no one else can do it. And he's like, damn, why can't anyone do this like me? That's what makes you great. Speaking of Messi, he is in Miami on a tear right now. Dog, um, I I didn't watch the game, but I saw the goal to win it last week. Hey, man. He's already scored two versus Atlanta today, by the way. This is probably like child's play for him, right? Like he, this is him going to, this is like the equivalent of LeBron going to the local Y and is like, let's just run. Let's see what happens. And he drops 40 on the game to 21. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's. It's honestly impressive just watching some of these highlights, how much better he looks versus the competition. It's, yeah, because America's way, especially America's men's soccer is way behind the world on that front. So, again, he's taking multiple steps down to come play here. Mm. Um, back to international play. Jokic yep. is skipping the World FIBA Cup. Um, yep. And another one that I found pretty interesting in other roster news. Kyle Anderson of the Minnesota Timberwolves has become yep. a Chinese citizen yep. by naturalization and is playing on playing for the Chinese national team. Both very interesting things. Um, good for Jokic. It's it's hard to go from winning a championship in June, taking don't do it. I know you about to go. We're not doing that. We're not kick, getting kicked off anything, and then get your rest. Get ready to defend your title. You'll be able to play international next year. Kyle Anderson, good for you. That's all I'm going to say. Don't. Here we go. Kyle Anderson, I just didn't know. I, I just, I just, I just didn't. I wasn't aware of this in your game. I was okay. Which is unaware of your of this being in your game. So, yo, did you see that picture of him standing beside Yao Ming? No. There's a picture of him. I think once um, he had his citizenship, I guess Yao Ming was there. He went to hang out with Yao Ming. Sometimes I think we forget, and I'm going to do a preemptive pause, how big of a man Yao Ming is. Not enough pauses was... was I said a preemptive pause. Probably should have had two on that. But, yeah. It's like standing next to Wimby. They're like massive human beings. Yeah. So... Shifting gears, we, we just talked about Jordan, the coach. Let's talk about Jordan, the owner. It's official. He sold the Charlotte Hornets. Got him um, out of here. Got him out of here. That leaves, uh, I think that now there are no majority black owners in professional sports. Um, but we'll talk about that later. 
Jordan's tenure as an owner, mm, how should it be viewed? What did Michael Jordan, the player we know, talk to me about Michael Jordan, the owner? I think his time in Charlotte should be considered one thing successful. Why, you may say. Yes. Whatever the number Michael Jordan paid to get this team. That's fair. He made it back. Oh, buddy, you did. Now, I've heard, I know there are some certain rumors that, that the reason that he sold the team was to pay off a quote-unquote debt. That's I an don't insane know. debt. I don't know anything about that. I don't want to know anything about that, nor do I even think it's true. Yeah, I don't think it's true either. Like but if it is, how deep in the sharks you got to get? You got to sell your franchise because like he makes enough money off the sneakers, off his releases. Like if he's that deep in the hole, he got to sell the franchise. He a dead man already. Like he would already been gone. They might be gambling something serious. I don't know what that's James Bond Casino Royale kind of gambling. Well, you're talking rich people stuff. That's true. I'll I'll never reach that level of wealth. Never say never. I don't know if I'll ever get to a B. I might get to an M. Probably never get to a B. So hold on. Why is it that your brain won't let allow you to think of a B, but but a billion? I gotta, but a I gotta get I gotta get to the M before I get to the B. But if you limit yourself to only the the M, then who's who's to say when the B is there, you pass over because you think it's too ambitious? Well, you got to break it down, right? No one wakes up and says, I'm going to run 26.2 miles. They say, hey, let me get a mile first. Let me get five miles first. And then we build your way up to a marathon. But if, you're, if your ultimate goal is to win a marathon, then eventually you have to think of it as that being the ultimate goal and, and not letting the just completing a marathon be the limit why not compete and try to win it okay i like or well, find them we're gonna we're both gonna see bees you know we're not are we not talking about winning. i just think i just think we as people have to start limiting where we think our train of trajectory can go people and i'm now i'm gonna speak on some things listen sometimes sometimes the ceiling is the roof, but that don't make the roof the ceiling. All right, MJ. Right. All right, MJ. <laughs> Yo, did you see this is completely <laughs> off talk, but this is MJ related. Did you see how um North Carolina men's team, I think a couple of weeks ago, got like some exclusive Jordans, and some of the women players are like, but what about us? Come on, Mike. <laughs> Come on, Mike. You think? What do you mean? Come on, Mike. What Mike do? Mike, come on, Mike. He Michael Jordan. You know, hook the hook the girls up too. They want some fours. Hey, he said it's on the way. Probably. Nah, he didn't. Um, what would you do if MJ went went was like you went to an MJ camp as a kid and he had to he was shooting threes and he had to miss one for y'all to get free shoes and he swished every single one. I'd be heartbroken, but. Yeah, I think I don't think. Would you be mad at him? Or yeah, I'd probably be a little mad at him because I don't think an eight eight year old can comprehend that that's who Michael Jordan is. Like he's that's who he is, but eight year olds can't comprehend that. It's like, oh, we could have got free shoes and we didn't. Damn. So, so let me ask you something. You think most professional athletes put in that position intentionally miss one of the yes, shots? 
I think most like if Gian, if Giannis is there and he has to miss a dunk and the kids get free shoes, I think he misses the dunk. On purpose. On purpose. Okay. So have you heard the story about when Cordell Jones was playing the kid in Madden in the hospital and beat him like 70? Yep. Nothing? And that was hilarious. And you don't think you don't think there's some athletes out here who given a, if given a choice to miss a free throw or miss a dunk wouldn't take it to keep all right, let me see. Let's who had, think of athletes with signature shoes right now. I think Giannis would miss it definitely. Um, I think when Devin Booker just got his signature shoe, he would miss it. Ja Morant would not miss it. I think Ja would 360 windmill that joint and be like, damn. Okay, so so you what you're saying is D Book a better person than Ja. I'm not saying, saying that at all. I'm just saying I think Ja would would Why dunk would that they, joint. Nah, but put a little bit more respect on Ja Morant name there. I don't like how you talked about Ja Morant, but Listen, I'm one to you. Oh, I just think the competitive nature. Let's see who we else. Got who? We got him. No, I'm we got him. I'm trying to think who else has a signature shoe. Like who has a like their own shoe? LeBron, I think Kevin Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant would Kevin Durant would definitely well, make let's, it. Let's talk about guys like Jimmy Butler. Austin oh, Jimmy would Reeve. make it. Don't nobody want Austin Reeves shoe. He ain't got to worry about that. See, and I'm glad we brought this up because now you're just being disrespectful. You you gonna buy a pair of them Austin Reeves joints? Well, I might. I might consider it. My tech, my obligations keep me from being able to fulfill. Oh, okay. Uh, Kawhi, he's right. Kawhi, Kawhi, Kawhi making it. The Jamal Murray's. Uh, he's making it. Uh, let, nah, not Jamal. Forget. The kids might get shoes with Jamal. Kawhi, let's not absolutely forget the not. folks who might still be out here hooping in the Allen Iversons. Iverson would miss it. At this point in his life, he is very peak Iverson. Probably make it Iverson right now would not. All right. Three free throws on the line. He makes two. He's got to miss the last one. Do you think this next person makes or misses the free throw? The person is Bam. Adebayo? <laughs> no. Bam. In the chat. Bam. Oh, he he missing all three. <laughs> kids kids getting everything kids getting shoes scholarships swag no offense bam kids getting all of it the kids is mike's tots Scott yes. Scott. <laughs> all of it kids gonna get hey, whipped michael promised them kids free tuition and can barely pay for some free computers Dog yo bad. i just listen this is a this is a sign to everyone to do not make promises you cannot keep right do not make promises you cannot keep bam i can't say that out loud but the point of this is do not make promises you can't keep hey maybe you came to a city in the pacific northwest and you gave them years and years of your hard work on the court and the most you got was a western conference finals uh, appearance in five games hey hey specific hey but you know what that's got to be top three funniest office episodes. Like Scott's Tots. What's the one when he drives the car into the lake listening to the GPS? That gets me every <laughs> like that episode. Sign me up. That's uh, and don't forget pr- the Prison Mike episode. Prison Mike, yes. Oh, yo, Prison Mike had me tripping. Prison Mike, and then what's the one when he pretends to be Sherman Clump? I'll say, I'll say that all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I remember that one. Oh, oh, Kyle says he's got to buy a bunch of shoes. Yeah. yeah. Kyle, you are a good person. I'd make it. Speaking of making promises that you cannot keep, 
The Los Angeles Angels yes. have to continue to mull over the potential Shohei Otani trade, which brings us to the discussion of should we continue to support professional sports organizations that historically want to go the cheap way out instead of looking at ways to keep their star athletes? Or should professional organizations look to punish organizations that are repeat offenders of being too cheap to play the stars. Thank you for taking that one. I meant to ask you pre-show because I was going to butcher that his name. I always do. So thank you for knowing my weakness. Um, I think fans in the, through the lens of fandom, people are irrational, right? There are fans who still cheer for the Browns. There are fans who still cheer for the wizards. There are people who still cheer for the lions, right? So in regards to fans, you know, holding, you know, organizations responsible or pulling their fandom because, you know, they let a star walk. That's not going to happen. Like fandom, fandom is a disease. Fandom is a drug. It is crack in the purest form. And once you get a hit of the crack, there is no going back. Uh, in regards to leagues holding owners responsible for being cheap, I don't think that will ever happen because if you are an owner that is not afraid to pay, having a cheap owner eliminates some of the competition, right? Jerry Jones not afraid to go spend money on a star receiver. The Browns are, well, okay, in Jerry's mind, that's one less team that I have to worry about. So okay. I think from a competitive standpoint. But what about in a sport like the NBA or uh -huh. the NFL where, where the salary cap is a little bit more tight? So mm -hmm. it might it might then be in favor of the cheaper owner who's then looking at it like you don't have enough in your books to be able to really trade for them. So that's true. My my retort to that, like, let's look at Dame Lillard right now. Right. If Oklahoma City wanted to, Oklahoma City has more than enough to walk up to Portland and say, hey, give us Dame. The problem is the player. Dame would Dame would be professional in Oklahoma City. I'm not saying he wouldn't, but you know he wouldn't want to be there. Granted, Dame has no leverage. He still has like three years left on his deal. But if you're Oklahoma City, you know he does not want to be there, even though you have the assets to go get him and the money to pay him. You know what I say? Listen, Angels. Shohei Otani is one of the best baseball players I've been able to see with my two eyes. The dude is really, really good. And I think it's funny that now, nowadays, I had a buddy who was telling me this. He would say, nowadays, if you watch the Angels games, they're barely losing games. But if you watch the flow of the game, it's even funnier. Because Otani starts him off if it's the night that he's pitching and hitting. And he's just striking him out, striking him out, striking him out. He leaves. They, he get, they get a reliever pitcher. Angels end up losing games like 5-4. It's just like, oh, That's wow. Nice. So, when, so when he steps out, it is really, really, really bad. Angels, I'm, I'm looking at it like this. You've had Mike Trout for a while. You've yep. had Shohei Otani for a while. You have nothing really to show for. These are two generational baseball players. I beg you, I beg you, start taking professional baseball seriously. You're becoming a joke. Yeah. This is baseball. I mean, it, you're you're going to have to no pay salary cap. There's no salary cap. That's the thing for me about baseball. There's no salary cap. What are you doing? 
But one thing I think we need to remember about ownership, I don't know how it is in baseball, but we talk about cheap owners in football, and we're about to talk about the the Bengals in a minute. The thing about owners is it's not that they're rich. It's how much – how fast or how much do they have that's liquid, right? Because when you get to these these contracts, these signing bonuses, like, oh, you know, $40 million at signing, which, you know, Joe Burrows don't get that much, but just use that as an example. Like, say Joe Burrow signs a contract – and there's 35 million due at signing. Some owners ain't got 35 million dollars to write that check. Like a lot of their That's stuff true. is tied up in assets, you know, real estate, the stock market. So you have these owners who can, you know, Jerry Jones. All right, fuck it, I'll write a check for 35 million dollars. Here it is. Go have fun. But you know, and you the- know what happens when that happens when when they do that. You know what that you know what that incurs. So when they promise and this is one good thing for you fans to learn when you promise a, a star player this this type of money and they end up signing for this exponential deal okay cool fans happy star player happy organization happy but what happens when the sales for that year doesn't equal out to what they had projected it to be when they had negotiated this deal you know right. what they got to do they got to increase some in prices on things you know what they yeah. usually start with tickets, tickets and concessions tickets and concessions so uh similarly to when they agreed to these these new mega stadiums across the country for these football teams it sounds nice it sounds pretty and then all of a sudden everything in that immediate area just woo skyrockets and you know what's price. frustrating about these new stadiums i don't think though the the buck stadium wisconsin went through this maybe it did but taxpayer dollars are paying for these stadiums for the majority of these stadiums, like owners are holding these teams hostage. And this is a completely different that we'll talk about another day, but owners are holding these teams hostage. That's what happens in Buffalo, right? The owner's like, well, screw it. You don't want to help me pay for a stadium. I'll move the team. And the fans get irrational. Please don't move the bills. We love the bills. And next thing you know, local legislation says, fine, we'll give you 75% of the money you need to build a new stadium. Owner puts up 25%. And that is how rich people stay rich. You don't spend your own money. And then guess what happens? Now, now, now if it costs a hundred dollars a ticket to go see the bills, it might cost one fifty two hundred to go see yep. to go see the bills now. Because you know what? Somebody had to pay for this. Somebody so, had to pay for it. And that pothole on your street that didn't get fixed, too damn why. bad. That, that's just too damn bad. Too damn bad. So listen, of- listen, all I got to say to the people is. Drive over that pothole and enjoy your your local team because the two will not be synonymous unless unless you live in one quite right neighborhood. <laughs> Kyle says he still cheers for the Hamilton Tiger Cats in a nine league, league in a nine team league that they haven't won the Great Cup in this millennium, but he's hooked. See, Kyle, and it doesn't matter how cheap the Hamilton Tiger Cats are, you're going to be there. Yeah, why you got, why they got to be cheap? Yo, you acting mad bougie today. And you I'm acting, saying, I mean, we're talking about owners bad. that are being we're talking about owners that are being cheap. You acting bad. Act bad, act bad, act bad, act bad. Act well, bad, since we're bad. we're talking about cheap owners, let's shift to the Bengals. Hmm. Uh right now they're they're neg- preparing to negotiate a contract with uh Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase is after that and T Higgins. So if you're the Bengals and you're cheap Paul Brown, uh, how do you keep this trio together if you can? How do you do it responsibly? And if you can't, how do you decide how to split this trio up? 
Listen, if I am the president, what's his name? Paul Brown. Paul Brown. Mike, Paul Brown. Listen, Paul Brown. Put both hands up like this and say, hey, you got me. Joe Burrow, I'm going to give you a fourth of this cake. You, you, you other folk? Yeah, for me, it's I prioritize Joe and Jamar. Joe and Jamar, but T. Higgins is number one wide receiver, too. Who do you think will be asking for more money, though? Oh, in that order, Joe's going to ask for the most, and then it's going to be Jamar, and then it's going to be T. And like if that's, you're the that's the order. You're willing to pay more for Jamar. Hell yeah, I'm willing to pay more for Jamar. Would you pay T. Higgins more? Well, that's how many years of production? Uh, Joe, Jamar, did Jamar come in a year before T, right? Uh, maybe like a year and a half. So uh, we, I, we, so that we've seen the Bengals offense when it's just Jamar and it was still explosive. Hell yeah, I'm paying Jamar. But we've seen, have we seen the Bengals offense with just Jamar and no T Higgins? Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm asking. When was Jamar drafted, and when was like have we seen this? I think we've seen this offense because I think it was Joe, then Jamar, then T. I'm trying to do some thinking up here. Let's see. You might be right, Kyle. Can you look at like when was T drafted compared research. to Jamar? research? But I mean, there's a salary cap in the NFL. There's no way you do this responsibly unless all three of them agree to take less. Kind of like what the Aces did. In the WNBA, like all of them have have not come out and said, but the contracts they're signing are less than their max value. So unless all three get in a room and decide, Higgins was drafted in 2020. When was Chase drafted then? Oh, was Higgins before Chase? I think Higgins was before Chase. I think because um, Burrow was drafted in 2019, 2020. I think T. Higgins was drafted in 2021. No, Cal said T. Higgins was drafted in 2020. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, Jamar Chase was drafted Jordan. in 2021. Same year as Burrow and Jordan Love. Okay, so Higgins, Burrow and Higgins came in together. Chase was 2021. So we've never seen this offense without Jamar. We've never seen Jamar alone in this offense for an extended period of time. That's the risk I'm willing to take. I, 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 would, I would take the risk and say there is – a number one receiver out there who is willing to take less to play with Joe Burrow the same way receivers take less to go play with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but I think if you're if if you're if you're if you're T Higgins, you've been there longer, you yeah. have slightly better stats after a year, I think you could why not convince everyone involved to take maybe a little bit less so that we can keep this collective together. I agree. I just know traditionally quarterbacks ain't trying to hear that, right? Every quarterback is trying to beat out the contract that is in front of them, right? Jalen Hurts was the highest paid quarterback in NFL history. Three days later, it's Lamar Jackson, right? Like Joe Burrow is going to try to outbeat Lamar or Justin Herbert, whoever. Like they're just trying to beat the guy in front of them. Although I never really, uh, this, this goes back to our conversation on should they publicize this information? Because if we didn't know that, then we just didn't, we would have just never knew it. Yeah, 
I mean, especially that goes back to Deshaun Watson. I think he got the most guaranteed money of all time. I feel I feel good though that my fantasy quarterback is Lamar Jackson. I'm not gonna hold you. Well, who got extended today? Hold on, Bam. What did I miss? Who got extended today? Justin Herbert. What I missed that? He made some good money today. Oh man, how did I it's been a very busy afternoon for me? Hold He's on, I did not family and letting them know that they don't have to work anymore. Okay, so Herbert. He tops the previous high of 80 million of Lamar Jackson. 218 dog. Joe Burr is going to bank, break the bank. Justin Herbert gets a hundred million in year one. That is absurd. That's hey, a man. whole lot of money for someone who ain't done shit. It's time to whoa, have the Justin okay. Herbert. Oh, see now, now hold on. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. See what I'm not about to let you do is come in here and slander Justin Herbert. He took a bad dog. We we we, we need to have the Justin Herbert conversation. We here. he, he getting a wrong. whole lot of love for a dude who blew a 27 point lead in the playoffs to the Jags last year. There's a whole lot of huffing okay, and puffing and coming from the Chargers. Blew a lead in the in the Super Bowl, so it won 27 like points. Dude, just be like that sometimes. That's the group. That's the biggest blown lead in the history of American football. Oh, no. He doesn't get to walk away from that unscathed. No, sir. You All mean, you had to do was put two five-minute drives this together. The, this, the, this the hate cast from you today. Oh, this is this is definitely some hate. Because Justin... Hate. You hating. Yeah, let listen, that hate go. Let me, let me ask you a question. on his way to being an NFL all-timer. Look at the stats and let the trajectory me, is there. He, let's just he also puts up a lot of empty calories. years under the same offensive coordinator. This guy is really good. He is going to be really good. Get that I'm not. Him. I'm not saying he's not going to be good. I'm just saying for a quarterback that blew a 27 point lead, he is sure. Like he just gets off scot free. What happens if Lamar blows a 27 point lead? What if Aaron Rodgers blows a 27 point lead? What oh, if any other? What if Patrick something. Mahomes or Jalen? Well, Patrick is bulletproof. He can do that. What if Jalen blows a 28 seven point lead? What if he Dak blew like a 10 point lead in the Super Bowl? That's Patrick Mahomes. Okay, he bleed the same the way the rest of these football players. Nah, do. not twenty seven points. Not the greatest comeback in NFL history. Dog, he does not get to walk away unscathed from that. Bam says that Herbie is incredible, but his coach is garbage. What do you think of Coach Stolly? I think he was cool his first year, and then he kind of went into a shell. He is the Kyle Shanahan of the AFC. No, no, no. I take that back. What do you Sean- mean by that? Well, Staley Staley chokes in big moments, just like Kyle Shanahan. He wets the bed. We forget, and here, since we hating, let's hate. We forget who the offensive coordinator was when the Falcons blew that 28-3 lead. Can anybody tell me who the offensive coordinator for the Falcons was? The run game genius. The wizard. Oh, the wizard. The run game genius. The savant. Kyle Shanahan. Yo, at what point in that Super Bowl did you really think, man, they really, they might mess around and come back. When old boy caught, and thank you, Kyle, for correcting me, 33 points, I meant playoffs. Thank you for that clarification. When old boy made that catch, was it Amendola? Someone made that catch, and I thought it hit the ground. I was like, oh, this is over. It's funny. My best friend, the best man in my wedding, is a Falcons fan. 
he and I were in a bar. He was there. Like, there were some Patriots fans across from us, and my boy was talking shit the whole game. And then it was either Amendola made that catch, and everyone in the bar realized what was about to happen. I think when the moment I realized, yo, Edelman, thank you. Edelman. I think the moment in overtime when they did the coin toss and it landed the Patriots way, I said, yo, the Falcons will never touch the football again this season. And they did not. Crazy. Greatest thing we've ever seen, dog. But who was at the helm for the Falcons offense during that? All that time. One Kyle Shanahan. Again, walking away unscathed. Crazy. He left Atlanta and went to San Francisco. Same thing. You sound like you sound like mad haterish, but I'm not mad. I am. Because am I right though? Like, am I right? Does he get what, to walk away from that? What has he done since leaving the Falcons? He went to the Super Bowl and lost. He went to two NFC Championship games. One he won. Second one he lost last year, but Brock Purdy got hurt. But you know so how? Do you know how Brock Purdy got hurt? Kyle Shanahan decided to put a third-string tight end on the best pass rusher in the NFL. Crazy. What a time. He thought he could run chip it, get the ball out quicker. Not on Hassan Reddick, you can't. But he's supposed to know that because he's the savant. He's the genius. He's Kyle Shanahan. You're not not watching quarterback because quarterback's got to process a lot. He is Kyle Shanahan. He is bulletproof. He is the smartest you have to watch the QB. Sh- the, you got to watch the quarterback show on Netflix. I do. I did. I watched it. My wife and I on the last episode. Patrick is about to play in the Super Bowl, and I stopped it. I said, "Turn this shit off. I can't do it." Bam is also blame RG 3s career. Hello, thank you, Bam. I forgot about that. Yeah, the genius, the savant, sent RG three out when his leg was tied together with a piece of thread. Cal Shanahan. That is such a. Yo, your metaphors are so interesting today. Dog, there's a lot of hate in my heart for for Kyle Shanahan. And he gets to keep walking away. Just like Justin Herbert keeps getting to walk away from his mishaps. Tell him, Hendricks. Hendricks, hear me? Yeah, he's talking about something. So this this is what I don't get. Wait, what did Justin Herbert do to deserve this type of slander? Nothing. Here's the thing about Justin Herbert. You don't get to blow a 27-point lead and walk away like nothing happened. Like, he didn't get any kind of slander. He, I mean, he got some slander that night, but for the most part, like, Justin Herbert has got to walk away unscathed for a man who has never won a playoff game. No defense. No, no, no defense. A 27-point lead, two five-minute drives, and that game is over. That's it. Four yeah, first but- downs. Yeah, That's but it. scoring by your letting by your defense, and it doesn't matter either. But it doesn't matter if your offense is executing and you stay on the field. You know what made the Eagles great last year? If they were up at the fourth quarter and there's 12 minutes left, guess when they're giving the ball back? There's going to be two minutes left because they can put together long drives. That's what makes a team great. The Chargers cannot. Kyle, correct me again. 27 point lead is the third largest in playoff history. Thank you, Kyle. But still. You don't get to be the quarterback of a team that blows a 27-point lead and just walk away like, oh, oh, we'll see you next year. But what if in the eyes of many that loss was not as much on him as it was that defense? At some point, 
your offense has to get together and say, hey, guys, the defense is struggling tonight. Let's put a long drive together. Let's ice this game. All right. Hey, guys, I just want you to know my man Danny Ocean's head is shining. I didn't even shave today, but thank you. My, my brother's got the shining head today. That's the, that's the hate coming out. That's all the hate just generating. Bam says Keenan Allen is also a great wide receiver, but he's also 47. He looked Listen, 47. I'm glad that you are here, Bam and Kyle, because before we get into um, more of our NFL news, I want to talk a little fantasy. Are we? You want to do that, Danny? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go off script. Let's go off script. All right. So, folks, if you did not know, the other hat I wear outside of you know the day to day of 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 the speak on it cast is I'm also a commissioner for two leagues, a redraft league and a dynasty league. Yep, both ten teams. Um, Danny is the inaugural champion of our dynasty league. Talk to me. Um, and members of our 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 daily members, Kyle and Bam, are both two of the managers that are in in the in the league. Uh, I, I first want to address some of the things that are coming up in the in the league. Yep. So we have um, we've already drafted. We have week one starting soon. Dues will be due soon. Yep. I know some people have already paid. Um, yeah. And then outside uh, outside of that, we will also soon be doing the unveiling of the official All Money In Championship belt. So for those who don't know, last year for inaugural season, the only prize that we had was the cash prize, which Danny had won for first and second. This year, I wanted to get it more active in the chat, which I think would lead to more activity in the trade rooms. So I introduced the All Money in Championship belt, and it is essentially a replica of which one did you decide? The Attitude Era one? No, we we I picked the Winged Eagle belt, the best championship belt ever. So Danny Ocean, as the champion, got to choose what the championship belt looked like, and he chose the Winged Eagle WWE Championship for those who don't know, is made famous in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, Shawn Bret Michaels Hart wore that wore. belt. Shawn yeah, Bret Michaels Hart wore, wore that belt. That was the that was the Brett screwed, Vince screwed Brett belt. Um, Austin wore that belt before he changed it to the broken skull. But uh, listen, we got some options. We've been keeping our eye on some options. That one, when the belt is revealed, it is revealed. And there, we did get some pushback in the chat. And me as a commissioner, I wanted to bring up all the smoke. So I saw the, I saw the, the, the feedback, and now I'm seeing it again from Bam in the chat that said um, that it's an AARP belt. Kyle said that was the Montreal screw job uh, belt. He now objects. A lot of folks are saying since it's the All Money In League, we should be using the Bob Backlund million dollar. No, not Bob Backlund. That's Ted uh, that was someone who the Ted DiBiase All uh, Million Dollar Championship Belt. I said we should use the the John Cena Spinner Belt. 
never. As long as I live and breathe, I am so. If that's if this is the only time I win the league, and I get to dictate what belt we use from here until the end of time, I'm I'll take it because God knows you'd have an orphan team if the winner got that ugly ass spinner belt. I don't believe that belt was ugly, by the way. I think I'm gonna say that. Listen to listen to the history of the winged eagle belt. Andre the Giant, Bob Backlund, Sergeant Slaughter, Kevin Nash, Ric Flair, Ultimate Warrior, Randy Savage, Psycho Sid, Yokozuno, The Undertaker, Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan with the hard ER, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. What Hall about the Fames? What about the Attitude Era belt, though? Which one is that? That was the belt following that one, that The Rock and Stone Cold and Triple H. That was my third. That was my fourth choice. It was, for me, it was the wing, the Ted DiBiase, the World Heavyweight Championship that Triple H wore. That that belt is beautiful. And then it was that one. And then at the very bottom, 20 feet under, near the Earth, not even 20 feet under, near the Earth's core was the Sprinter belt. I think the spinner boat just needs a little bit more love and appreciation. You won't get it from me. Hey, hate comes in many forms. You got to let let that hate go in your heart. But uh, for those uh, those who are wondering what the other one is, I sent it to you, Danny. Um, I mean, Bam, Diesel, Kevin Nash, it's the same person. Mick Foley, Mankind, Dude Love, same person. Yeah, I'm talking about this one. The second one I sent you um, for 95. That looks like the the one. Oh, the, yeah, the second. Yes. What about this one? Bam, Kyle. That's like an OG. Beautiful. Beautiful. Like, here's, here's the thing about, and I said this in the chat. The wing eagle is such a bad bitch. You can take it anywhere. You can take it to your mom's house. You can take it to the club. You can take it to church. You can take it to work. You can't take the spinning belt to meet your mom. I'm, my brother, say, I'm glad you mentioned that because at that dinner with your parents, they're going to ask the swinged eagle about its history and have you had any questionable partners. And now you're going to look around the room and say, yeah, there might be a few in here, starting with old Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Hogan himself. Oh, fine. Hulkamaniacs weren't running that wild, brother. I'll tell you what. Here we go. Let's look up everyone who had the spinner belt. Let's see. The Ray spinner Mysterio. Belt belt? This is the spinner belt. Mysterio, Rob Van Dam, Sheamus, Alberto Del Rio. Listen to these names. The Miz. I was legends. Legends. The Rock had the spinner belt. I forgot that. Jeff Hardy, Batista, Edge. Randy Orton, Triple H had it, John Cena, of course, and CM Punk. Fire. That's an impressive list, but it's not as impressive as my list. Now look up, look up, look up the folks who won the Attitude Era belt. Let's see. That one's got some legends. Yes, it does. The Rock, Triple H, Stone Cold. Shawn uh, Michaels had Shawn it. Michaels, Kurt Angle. Yep, Brock Lesnar, I think, had it. I Brock he ne- won the undisputed one, or maybe I was wrong. Because Brock never had the spinner belt. 
because the spinner was on SmackDown, the World Heavyweight Championship was on Raw, mm-hmm. and I think Brock won that one. Even though Brock's been on SmackDown, when I don't think Brock held the spinner about. I don't think he ever no, did. He didn't. He had the original WWE Championship that JBL was rocking. That's it. That uh, that was an ugly yeah, one. That that's an ugly ass belt. That won't hit no nothing. That won't hit no anything. Taking her nowhere. Um, yeah, but as as the 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 reigning and defending champion, I think I made the right decision. The the win well, Bam says we deserve our own custom belt. You gonna pay for it? Um, not you, D. I'm talking about Bam. There is there. Let me see if I can, Champ. How would you feel about a custom design belt? Um. Now, now I think we're talking about stuff that over the course of time is going to get more and more expensive and we're not trying to raise the dues. Like you're donating this belt to the league out of the goodness of your heart. So like this, we deserve a custom belt every year. Like that's a dues will have to go up. And I know people don't want that to happen. So I'm okay with this one belt. Like you said in the chat, if someone wins the league and they want to buy themselves the spinner belt, no, nah, that's not what I, that's not even what I meant. I meant doing it the old fashioned way. Like if you win the belt and you it's like when they replaced the side yeah. plates, but only yeah. this time you replace the belt in general. So like let's say you win it and you you're like, oh, I want to bring back the, the John Cena spinner belt and you go and pay for it, then now the league uses the your belt as the new belt and you you keep the old belt as a, a commemoration. No, they send the old belt back to you because what if I win again and I want the wing belt? That person's not going to ship it to me. You would. No, oh, I guess I'll take the. I guess I'll take the old one then. Yeah, I guess I'll take the old one. And bam, D is D is donating the belt on behalf of the kindness of his heart. Oh yeah, this is this is for the league to get the league riled up and get us talking. And by the way, I think I have one of the more most underrated rosters in the league. So excited to see how they perform this year and. In, I'm nervous. In this season, especially nervous. with no division, you should be because your your championship run was fugazi. It was not. I had it my team fugazi. ready to play. I'm de- I'm depending on a lot of rookies. Yeah. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to jump to the to the uh, NFC West preview? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's right. talk about it. For those Let's of you who don't know, until the start of football season. He and I are going to go through division by division. We're going to give our records, MVPs, breakout players, storylines. So this last week, we are in the AFC East. We're going across the country to the NFC West. D, we're going to start off with each team's record in the division winner. We're going to go from who we think the worst team is going to be to the best team and going to be um, in the division and where that person, that team is going to be seated in the playoffs. So I will leave the floor to you. My brother, here we go. Okay, the NFC West. I'm going to start from worst to first. So at four and 13, with a divisional record of two and four, I have the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. um, Who I believe are going to come in the 15th place in, um, in in the NFC. 
And at eight and nine with a two and four divisional record, I have the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I think the league is going to catch up a little bit to Geno, but I do think there's going to be a really good team. I think Jackson Smith and Njabla is going to be a really, really good rookie. I think this is going to be a really impressive wide receiver trio of Tyler Lockett and Njabla and DK Metcalf. Ultimately, though, I see I, I, I see this next team being able to make a killing in their division, not literally, but figuratively, make a killing in their division with a 5-1 and one divisional record, but finishing 8-9 and nine because they can't beat anyone outside of their division, okay. the Los Angeles Rams. Um, I feel like they are going to uh, finally figure out their woes against the 49ers, who I believe will be the only team that beats them in the division one time. Uh, but I feel like they're going to sweep up against the Seahawks and the Cardinals, and I think they're going to beat the 49ers one good time. But I feel like in that last week of the season, I think that's some. I think when with a play-in opportunity in the playoffs on the line, I think they're going to ultimately lose that one. So, eight and nine, finishing ninth in the NFC. I have the LA Rams, and then finishing um, second in the NFC, first overall in the division with a three and three record. I actually have the San Francisco 49ers finishing 10 and 7 winning the division. I think uh, the combination of uh, a really good defense, uh, anticipating that, you know, they'll have Nick Bosa back um, and in the lineup, you know, alongside, you know, a steady running game. And then, you know, we'll see, we'll see about their QB play. But imagine if they can get stable QB play like they have last, like they had last year. I think, who knows? You know, questions for you. They can win games, but I also don't see them making the Super Bowl push. Where do you have them playoff seeding wise? I have them as the number two overall seed. Okay. Uh, I think I think uh, we we went AFC East last week, didn't we? Yep. So in the NFC East, I actually had the number one seed coming out of that division. Okay. So um, I had the <laughs> NFC West getting the number two seed and then the nfc south that division winner being the number three seed and then i'm gonna let everyone know i have the packers winning the nfc north and i believe they'll be the fourth seed okay um so for me kind of the same but kind of different uh three and 14 one and five in the division the cardinals i have them as a 16th seed i think they're going to be the worst team in football um five and 12 three and three in the division i have the rams uh, that can change again. My variance is two wins and two losses, so I feel like they may be closer to seven wins. So I'm confused on they won a Super Bowl two years ago, yes. and last year most of their team was injured. Why do you think they only won five games? I need to see it. Who is Matt Stafford throwing the ball to? Cooper Cup, it's gotta be more than Cooper Cup. It's going to take more than Cooper Cup and Cam Akers to make this something good. But they've I'm got like, Cooper Cup, and they throw to him a lot. So, if Sean, if Sean, if, if Sean McVay is who y'all tell me he is, it'll be closer to seven wins. They won a Super Bowl two years ago. It's going to take a lot more than just Cooper Cup and Cam Akers to me. Um, at eleven and five, four and two in the division, the sixth seed in the playoffs, I have the Seahawks. Uh, I think they've done a lot to surround Gino with even more weapons. I don't think he's going to be as good as he was last year, but I think the team overall is better and good enough to win more games. That defense is 
on fire. They're going to have a great run game. This is going to be old, just good old-fashioned Pete Carroll, grounded pound, play good defense. Geno has DK, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Like that's He has some talent around him. Name me a year the Seahawks ran the football well since Marshawn Lynch departed. They ran the ball well last year. Did they? They did. Okay. Hold on. Kyle, I'll look that up. I thought, you know, I'm expecting an old school Pete Carroll offense this year. And then 12 and 5, 5 and 1 in the division. I too have them the number two seed overall, the San Francisco 49ers. Their defense is elite. I know Bosa is a little upset right now because he wants a new contract. He did not report to camp. Got to get that ironed up. Oh, I don't hear the, the not enough. Pay, they don't they, they they don't want to talk about the pay that don't pay that man now, huh? Yeah, pay that mm. pay that man behind T.J. Watt and Hassan Reddick. Like Bosa is him. Pay that man. I would say he's the best player in football. You could I would I would listen to that argument, right? Like that defense picked up Javon Hargrave. Like they they're going to be able to sack people from all different levels. Like pay that man and get this defense where it needs to be to compete. Hey yo, what? Nah, nah, this ain't nothing, Playboy. You 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 want to say pause? I just don't know what you're pausing. You gotta gotta be ready to sack him. Anyway, what do you <laughs> think is the biggest <laughs> biggest storyline coming out of the NFC West for you? For me, it is Kyler Murray's future. Kyler will not be ready by the start of the season. I don't think he's going to be ready until the second half of the season. And if the Cardinals are that bad. Will they say, screw it, we're going to go try to get Caleb Williams and get a, a contract that's cost-controlled for five years? Or will they take that and trade the house to surround Kyler with more assets? It's going to be extremely hard, pause, to, to trade a Kyler Murray coming off an ACL injury that played four or five games. But if you're the Cardinals and, you know, I keep hearing, like I've seen some comps to Caleb Williams being Patrick Mahomes. If you think you can get Patrick Mahomes light for five years on a cost control deal, like let's revamp this, let's revamp this rebuild. I'm here to tell you right now, those comps are wrong. They also said the same. Oh thing. yeah, they're I, I don't agree with them. They're I'm just outrageous. saying they are very outrageous. Let's stop it. And y'all put a lot of pressure on these kids for no reason. So Kyle went back to clarify the Seahawks were tied for fifth last year in yards per rush. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Good old fashioned Pete Carroll. Okay, Thank you, Kyle. So, what I believe will be the biggest storyline. Well, for, first, first, I'll say yours was about um, Kyler. Kyler, yo, I'm gonna let you know right now. They're not trading him. It don't make no sense. And if you if they have a chance, because next year's gonna be all about Drake May and Caleb Williams, and if the Cardinals have two wins come Week 12 and Kyler is healthy. What do you think that organization is going to do? Stick with them like they should have when they gave them all the money. I think they should too, but Jonathan. These rookie quarterbacks aren't a guarantee. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying like that's going to be a hard decision for that front office. I think it's I think I think it's easier easier than we think it is. You pay the pay the pay the pay the Pay the thief you know, not the one you don't know. That's I cool. think the biggest biggest storyline will be how the LA Rams will be will will look like the best team head and shoulders inside of the division, but outside of the division be really reluctant to look like a championship contender like they once were. Like it would I got I reemphasize I really think the Rams are going to be the bar in the NFC West in the division in terms mm -hmm. of 
winning games in the division. And I think it's when they go outside the division is, is when they're really going to struggle and probably play down because if you look at the Rams division in this NFC West, it's three really, really tough games no matter who, you, who you're playing and where you're playing at. Maybe you look at the Cardinals matchup a little softly, but that Seahawks and that uh, 49ers matchup are still hard hitting. You're going to feel them come Monday like matchup. So I think the Rams are going to do a great job at showing everyone why they're the class of the division, but not the class of the NFC. So I think that's going to be a big storyline. Who's what your breakout player? Jinx showed me a soda. Who's your breakout player? Um, breakout player this year. Listen, I'm going to say Cam Akers has a career year. In okay, we, we back on this. Uh, I think Cam Akers rushes for close to 1,200 yards and maybe four touchdowns. If he does that, I am winning our dynasty league. That is my only weakness as running back. Cam Akers, just, like if Cam Akers does that, go ahead and sing the wing. I'm going to keep the wing because it's staying with me. I don't, I don't think so. Listen, I think you need to go. I think some of y'all need to go back and really examine my roster because I'm I'm solid at a few positions. I'm solid, too. People, a lot of people forget I was the number two seed all season until Lamar Jackson got hurt. And then I just I just didn't have an answer to replace that type of. Should holl- I had Kirk Cousins. You should have came hollered at me, but you didn't. I had Jared Goff who held me down, but he, okay. wasn't, he wasn't Lamar. Speaking of which, Jared Goff has 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 let me know that he would like to be moved on from my organization. So, if anyone is looking for, ain't Jared nobody trading for Jared Goff, not right now. Hey, you can get him for the low. You can get him for a third couple round of, pick. Couple of third round picks, not a couple. A, and a third, a a third round pick. Um, for me, breakout player, I'm all in Jackson Smith and Jigba. Like he's going to get that off. DK's on one side. He is on the other side. He's not going to get doubled. Like all the attention is going to go to decaf. He's going to be able to eat. I don't think he gets a thousand yards, but I think he flirts with it. Nah, say it with your chest. Nah, I don't think he. No, nah, I don't think. No. I think he flirts with a thousand. I don't think he gets Jackson that. Smith and Jibba, 1100 yards as a rookie. Okay, you gonna put money 80, on that? 80, you going, 85 you, receptions. I ain't you, saying nothing else. I ain't you betting. You going? You going to FanDuel and putting so that money on? I'm so confident. I bet it myself on in my brain. Oh, okay. Kyle says his pick for breakout player would be Van Jefferson, establishing as the Rams' wide receiver too. That would that listen yeah. to to your point. That would that would be someone who could step up outside of Cooper Cup. I like that, Kyle. Division MVP. I'm gonna let you know right. Now, my division MVP is going to be the same one I had last year, Aaron Donald. Okay. I took a different approach. I said Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes is the defensive coordinator for the 49ers. If that defense, again, Javon Hargrave as an Eagles fan, if he can unlock Javon the same way the Eagles did, that defensive line is going to be disgusting disgusting this fred warner is going to be able to do whatever he wants to do like that defense can be disgusting kyle says division mvp christian mccaffrey well if kyle shanahan is this run and let me be clear kyle shanahan is the master of the run game like i'm not being totally hateful and disrespectful so kyle i believe you have a point there you ready to do uh big deal or no deal big deal or no deal it up my friend I'm going to change one of the questions because I really want to talk about this. I know we're running on time. Your Packers, 
said they're going to give Jordan Love half the season to see if he's the QB of the future. Does that is that a big deal or no big deal? That's a big deal. Jordan Love. Listen, baby, I got faith in you. I trust you. I like the combination of what I've been hearing of R Romeo Dubs and Jordan Love. Match that on the outside with Christian Watson. We got uh um oh, who did who do we also just add? We also Jalen Reed from Michigan State and a few other pieces to go alongside our running game. Listen, Jordan Love, six, seven, eight games, all you need, baby. Go out here and show them what we already know, brother. You can play at this level. You ain't got to be perfect. Just go out there and put us in great positions to be successful. Um, now, on the flip side, I also think about this. Who the hell else y'all going to put in there? The cow said Sean Clifford. And Cal, that was going to be what put I in, was going to say. Put in Sean Clifford, and I guarantee you, you'll be asking Jordan Love to come back out there. No, I, I Kyle is hinting to what I was going to say. It is a massive deal because if he goes out there and wets the bed and the Packers aren't good and they're within striking distance of the Caleb Williams sweet stakes, oh, buddy, there will be a lot of hard decisions need to be made in Green Bay. How many first-round picks do we have next year? Uh, I don't know. Because we, if we own one of the bad team's first-round picks next year, it might be something. Looking at you, Raiders. Yeah, yeah, like you might you might not be able right. So let's let's paint that scenario and then we'll jump. Cardinals are terrible. Cardinals say nah nah nah. We want to keep Kyler, but this pick is for sale. We'll sell in Caleb Williams, which is a terrible thing to say because it sounds like slavery. But hey, here's the pick. Who wants it? Like you'll have enough ammo. You could say, hey, our pick is six. We have the Raiders pick. That's three overall. Like that. Like now we're talking. You get Fair two enough. top ten picks. Um, training camp, big deal, no deal. Jordan Addison caught speeding, said he was it was for his dog. We both are dog owners. Would you get a speeding ticket rushing your dog to the veterinary? I think he was rushing for his dog on the way to some booty. You gotta be on an I 10 by 10 going 110. Yes, agreed. It's seven o'clock on the dot. He was in that drop top cruising the streets. Did you Jordan see the video? Addison. Listen, I know what you was doing. Yeah, and it's okay. I don't know why you would be taking your dog to that, but because that's she's she's she, you know what they say. Oh, can you bring your dog? I would love to see. No, he brought. I got. He brought his dog because he planned on spending the night. Uh, yeah. Oh, he was going to spin on that ass and then spend yeah. the night. He's going to spin spin on that ass and then spend the night. Yeah, um, we got him. Taking taking a, a moment, all the injuries, especially Bronny. Bronny went to a cardiac arrest. He's okay. All those injuries in training camp too. Just a moment. Prayers up to those guys. Like that's scary. Yeah. Mad Take care scary. Of people. Yeah, Jordan does. Hey, Kyle, Jordan had the dog in his car. Um, we'll call a quick ISO. The F1 Hungarian Grand Prix results sounds like same old, same old. Listen, man. As someone who lives on the West Coast, I wake up very early during this European circuit or European portion of the Formula One season to watch these races. I want everyone to know that Red Bull has currently won now 11 races in a row. 
dating back to the end of last season. That is a Formula One record. They have been on a historic tear so much so that the real race is not for first anymore. It is really for second. This isn't fair. This is not fun to watch. We get it, Red Bull. It's funny because they changed some rules around a few years ago to bring introduce more parity into onto the grid, and now we have a new powerhouse. So, yeah, shout that out works. to Max Verstappen. Shout out to McLaren, who looks like they're getting better. Shout out to shout out to Mercedes. We still got some work to do. Um, last thing for the evening before we wrap up, SummerSlam. Oh, we is talk. this weekend. Here's here's some of the cards. Tell me which ones you're excited for. Uh, three way for the it's fatal. What what is the what's the triple threat? Triple Thank threat. You. Yeah, triple threat. We got them. We got them. Yeah, that you got me. Ashka, Charlotte, Bianca, Cody versus Brock round three. Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. Shannon Baszler versus Ronda Rousey. Jay Uso. In Roman Reigns, Tribal Combat. We're both excited about that, so we're not going to go into that just yet. Is there any other bout that's like, yeah, I got to see that? I'm going to be honest. I'm paying attention to uh, Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank. I'm not going to hold you. I think the Judgment Day and where they could potentially be going right now is an interesting spot in a unique faction that I haven't I don't think we've seen before where we have Rhea Ripley, uh, Dirty Dom, who's really embracing this heel role that he's on. And then with maybe Finn Balor, maybe even potentially winning the World Heavyweight Championship. Could you imagine what that does for a storyline with him and Damian Priest? Um, Or what that type of storyline looks like if Finn Balor wins the World Heavyweight Championship and then Damian Priest cashes it in on Roman at SummerSlam. Um, Do you think they would take the belt off Seth that quickly because he just won it two months ago. Like, do you think it's a great story, right? He wins, or what if he wins and then Damian Priest comes in, cashes in on Finn, and he's the champ, right? Like, that is a story. But do they take the belt off Seth that quickly? Like, does Seth sign up for that? I think um because that's I a think- great story. I think to take the belt off Roman means you were able to really carry the show. So you think Roman's going to lose today? No, that's what I'm saying. To to beat Roman, you would have to have the weight or the power to really carry the company. Oh yeah, and Damian. And I don't think I don't think any either Jay or uh, Damian Priest, if winning the Money in the Bank, have that quite yet. But I think it's coming soon. Yeah, I don't think I don't think well the bout I'm looking for, Gunther, longest reigning internet intercontinental champion ever, Drew McIntyre is not on that level anymore. Like I like I hope Gunther this I hope it's I hope it, ever now or I thought this this is century. he getting close. I thought I think it's the longest ever. If not, it's one of the longest ever. I kind of hope Gunther versus Drew McIntyre is a squash match just to show how, how good Gunther is. Um, really? Yeah. Okay. Sign me up for Gunther. Um, other one, you and I are both excited. Jay Roman, Tribal Compact, essentially no holds bar. I think Solo tries to take his claim as the Tribal Chief. I, th- 
I don't think Jay wins. I think Roman wins, but Solo is going to do something that pisses Roman off, and Roman is going to that's that's now that storyline is going to start Solo coming for the the throne and dissenting from the bloodline. I see. I see this happening in a, a little bit of a different way. I think we see um, the unification and the the coming together of Roman, Jay, and Jimmy at SummerSlam, and then really Solo attacking Jay for Roman to win the match, which then puts Roman in a bind of like him not even him not wanting to be at war with his brothers, but. So now he has to go to war against. Wait, uh, wait. Solo. So you're saying Jay and Romo, Roman battle. Roman wins. They make up. The bloodline is back. Solo does not like that and attacks Jay. Yeah. Gotcha. That's, that that's, would be interesting. Because Solo was the one who injured Jimmy, right? It wasn't Roman. Solo yeah. injured Jimmy. Mm-hmm. So you're saying, and he and Roman recently kept him from hitting yeah. Jay on Friday. Okay, so. so now it's time for Solo to be out of the bloodline. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. This could be interesting. Could be interesting. Listen, one more thought on this fantasy commissionership. What are your thoughts mm-hmm. about the recent announcement of there being a yearly owners meeting? It is going to be hilarious. I know you're in a different time zone, so that means it's going to be late at night on our in our time zone. So someone gonna come to that joint drunk or drinking. Uh, it, it's March March 10th, which I believe is it should be like a March 10th is like a weekday. It so oh, it's gonna be hilarious. So one thing I'm looking forward to March March 10th is a Sunday. Even better on the lord's day so march 10th when we do this annual uh owners meeting we are going to be voting on two rule changes yep one's going to be a roster change the other one's going to be a rule change correct it sounds like and there's only it's only two changes allowed per year one of each so it sounds like one thing that's going to be voted on or the one thing that's going to be voted on for the roster change is this taxi system. Yep. And you what can I assure you that's going to pass. I understand it. I understand what you're saying and I understand what they're saying. You are saying the taxi system allows people to hoard and it's not as competitive. One thing one thing we could do is if we implement a taxi system than eliminating two roster spots, which kind of defeats the purpose. But again, like I think that might be a compromise where everyone wins. Or limit the number of taxi slots. Like I think they're talking three. Well, you only get one. Right? Like there, like there's some wiggle room in this. But yes, the, the taxi squad is going to get voted in. There's the the Yeah. I see it getting done. voted in too. I'm really not a fan of it. I've already been thinking about how I'm wanting to introduce this legislator legislation. Um, Oh, okay. Thank you, Kyle. That's a good point. Kyle said you can make restrictions on the taxi squad, like rookies only. Okay. So I could do rookies only. So how would you guys feel about this? If the legislation was a taxi squad, if we only get three new rookies a year Mm -hmm. for the draft, a taxi squad of two rookies only, 
and we take two regular roster spots away. No. If you if you're going to limit if you're going to restrict the taxi spots for rookies only, then I would say keep the rosters as is. Okay. So two roster spot, two two taxi spots and keep the rosters rookies the only and keep the roster number the same. Yes, I think that would pass. Okay, well that's that's the only way I'm presenting it though. Oh, well me, you and Bam have inside information. Who? I, I wouldn't Who? present that uh, right now. I would say present that closer to the meeting day because I mean, forget. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna present it like that in March. But that's that's what I'm thinking. I'm really interested to see if anyone has any like uh, rule changes. I don't have any don't... rule changes. I know what I'm shooting for in 2025. I'm gonna start what? playing MC Flex, two QBs. Mm. I'm pushing for that. I'm gonna start no. campaigning. I'm gonna start shaking hands, kissing babies. No, super know. flex. I don't know about super flex league. So I guess my my thoughts here is if there's no if if no if if no one can really come to or think of any like because every four I think every four or five years we review the um, the buy in. So that's that's not for a few years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's something we can think of rule rule changes down the line in regards to like scoring systems. Maybe you get an extra point, you know, per rush or something like or per carry or something like that. Like in regards to scoring, because that's the only rule changes that you can really make, right? Is like scoring. Yeah. Like what's the scoring, scoring format? Or um or like uh, there's no there's there's no um there's no division. So if we wanted to do like Yeah different setups to um like either if you want to bring back divisions or if people want to um go from six playoff teams to seven playoff teams and one uh, one buy spot yeah you can do that so that'll be something i think through but ultimately every year look for there to be like one rule one rule one roster change that's introduced we vote on it we go from there and i usually and i think when i um oh Kyle, that's a cool one. The only problem with that is collusion. Like so Kyle proposed uh, we need Kyle proposed that we need to present a no trade deadline as a rule change. I like that. I just know if we get to week 16, like there could potentially be some collusion of hey, give me this for this you know i'll give you some money or i'll give you an extra first round pick right or i'll take my first round pick and draft wherever you want and give that person to you right that that's some jerry jones level of debauchery i don't know about that one kyle i like the rule i like the the nfl has a trade deadline i feel like we we should keep some aspects of the nfl that's something to think about though it is something to think about it is something about d Tell the people where they can find you. People, make sure you follow me at Los Demix. That's at L-O-S-D-E-E-M-I-X um, on Twitter, Instagram, Threads, Twitch, YouTube. You hear, you hear, you hear the, you hear that, you see the, the the turntable behind me. It's coming soon. Pause. I've I've been practicing. Hopefully, I'm listen, Danny. I want you to know I'm trying to be playing a live venue in September. 
I love where your ambition is at. Kyle, thank you for that suggestion. I just don't want to leave them on red. Non-playoff teams playing for their picks in a bracket should remove the include the collusion. That is how we do it. That is how yeah. we do it. So he's that's right. a smart. That's a smart point out. Thank you, Kyle. Yeah. Um, don't forget to follow us on social. Speak on our underscore pod, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Follow me on the Bird app, Danny Ocean Forty One. I'm sorry, it's not the Bird app anymore. It's the X app, Danny Ocean Forty One. Um, but don't go texting your ex. Please don't do that. It didn't work for a reason. Um, catch us next week. Uh, do you got anything else? Listen, listen, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you were here with us. So, thank you guys for speaking on it. Make sure you guys just continue to support the pod. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, Danny and I, we, we work hard at this shit. We, we, we love it every week, week in and week out. So, tell a friend to tell a friend. Let's get some, keep, keep getting some folks in here, keep getting the energy in here. Let's keep getting the energy up. And if you're listening, via the audio platforms. We thank you. Reach out to us. Let, let us know where you're listening from and where, what you're listening to if you disagree or agree. A, make sure you continue to speak on it. I am the bro with the fro, and we got to go. Danny Ocean, Lowe's D-Mix. Speak on it. Episode 109. Peace. Speak. Peace.